Welcome to the inner room, a space where we ponder the inner movements of our heart to find God by finding examples and instructions in daily scripture readings. The emotions in our hearts can help us or hinder us in our spiritual journey. Open your heart, explore your emotions, and align thoughts and emotions with God's plans for you. When we learn to feel and align our emotions, we advance in our prayer life by loving more deeply, remaining in peace more often, and finding courage for the journey of life. My name is Sofia Fonseca de Niño, and a big shout out to my son Marco Niño, producer of this podcast. Sit back or walk with us. You are most welcome here. Friends, continue delighting in the readings of the Acts of the Apostles for the Easter season. Within the octave of Easter, the Church presents to us the story of the crippled man who is cured as Peter and John are in the temple area. The story is in Acts 3, and this man who has been crippled from birth is carried to a place called the Beautiful Gate, and there he would always beg for alms from people who were entering the, table, the temple. When he sees Peter and John, he asks for alms, but Peter looks intently at him. I love that sentence today because that is how the Lord had looked at him. And as simple as a look can be, friends, it can give life to the spirit of someone else. Jesus had looked intently at Peter, looked intently at John, looked intently at Matthew as he called each one of them. Are you lifting your eyes to heaven so that the Lord can look intently at you. I know I get so busy that I will do fast prayers or put music on or the liturgy of the hours, but do I take the time to just allow the Lord to look intently at me? I am teaching at the university. I'm a professor there, and I have students. And I have many things that I can do for them. I can teach them about architecture. I can help them with their thesis. But I have learned that if I can look intently at them, something comes alive in their souls. Friends, being seen and seeing others is a gift. And I find in the story of this uh, crippled man being cured, that small verse of Peter looking intently at him. And then it says, as did John. This is what the apostles learned amongst many things from Jesus. They learned to look intently, to really see. And what happens? What's the response? The crippled man pays attention to him, to them. If you've ever seen anybody begging on the side of the road, we find them sometimes in our city in in the um, highways. We find them, meaning people begging, people that have signs and and that are waving at cars. But how many times do I find discomfort in looking intently at them, seeing them? And they don't look back because they're used to most of us not really seeing them. But what happens with this crippled man 
being seen by Peter and John is that they, that he himself then pays attention. And now he's expecting to receive something from them. From a gaze, no words, we can capture the attention, the, the imagination, the desire of someone else. And Peter tells them the truth. I have neither silver nor gold, but what I have, I give to you. And pay attention to the next thing, friends. In the name of Jesus Christ the Nazarene, rise and walk. What is it that you're saying today with that kind of authority? Do you recognize, because you've been seen by the Lord, that you've been given the authority to call out demons, cast them out, to heal? I am speaking that over one of my kids who's had a concussion. In the name of Jesus, I command that that concussion headache is gone and that full healing is now available for you, my dear girl. Are you commanding in that way? What happens is that Peter then expects this to happen because he takes the crippled man by the hand and raises him up. He has no doubt that this has just happened by the words that he has spoken. He's up. His ankles have grown strong. He leaps up, stands, looks around, goes into the temple, walking, jumping, praising God. And when all the people see him and they recognize him as the man sitting outside by the beautiful gate, they're filled with amazement and astonishment. And the rest of the story for Acts 3 for the following days continues to tell us that this man is clinging to Peter and John, that is hurrying there. And Peter has to address the people and tell them, why are you amazed at this? Why do you look so intently at us? Now everybody's looking intently, as if we had made him walk by our own power of piety. The God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, the God of our fathers has glorified his servant Jesus, whom you handed over and denied in Pilate's presence when he had decided to release him. You denied the holy and righteous one and you asked that a murderer be released to you, the author of life you put to death. But God himself raised him from the dead and these were witnesses of these were witnesses. And by faith in his name, this man whom you see and know, his name has made strong and the faith that comes through it has given him perfect health. Friends, by faith in the name, the name has made strong. The faith that comes through it has given perfect health. So friends, I want you to join me today in praying over my students and to say to them that in the name of Jesus, the spirit of clarity that Jesus is their Savior comes upon them and that they proclaim the glory of God that they know that they are saved in the name of Jesus by proclaiming it, that there is a lifting of a veil of confusion from their eyes, and that as we are coming to the end of the season of teaching in the universities, the Lord allows the students to praise God's name and to leave behind darkness and confusion 
and depravity, and that the Lord forgives them in his mercy of anything that needs to be forgiven so that they can start a new life. These are the readings of these days, friends, and they invite us to come to the throne of grace boldly. The readings have some beautiful uh, psalms of rejoicing. Psalm 105, Rejoice, O hearts that seek the Lord, and give thanks, invoke his name, make known among the nations his deeds, sing to him, sing his praises, proclaim all his wondrous deeds. You and I are to proclaim the wondrous deeds of how the release of captives around us has happened, how the return of the prodigal's home has happened, how healings of headaches, of cancer, of other ailments have been healed in the name of Jesus. We rejoice with Psalm 105 as we seek the Lord. And in the gospel readings of this wonderful octave of Easter, we have still Jesus appearing to them And we find that two of the disciples are walking to the village of Emmaus that is seven miles away from Jerusalem and they're conversing and they're debating and Jesus draws near and they don't recognize him, right? We we had this with Mary Magdalene, people that knew him, that walked with him, that broke bread with him, that do not recognize him. Part of the journey with Jesus requires that we ourselves leave our old selves behind And they tell him, hey, are you the only visitor that doesn't know what's happened? So we get a glimpse with the story of the two disciples in Emmaus of the publicity scene of how this had become a mock spectacle and how everybody is conversing about what's happened. Behind closed doors, we see the disciples, the apostles, some of of them have left town. And they're telling that they couldn't find the body when they went to the tomb in the morning. So we know this is happening the day of the resurrection. But women were at the tomb and described what happened. And when others ran to the tomb, they saw that that was exactly what what it was, empty tomb. And as they approach the village, Jesus pretends he's continuing on, but they ask him to stay and they break bread. And when he's blessing the bread and breaks it, their eyes are open, friends. This is the beauty of the Eucharist, of the breaking of the bread that's happening every day for us still. Because the Lord leaves and as soon as he comes back, he is breaking bread, friends. He's given us his word and he's given us his life in the bread that is his body. And then as they recognize him, they vanish, friends. Sometimes the Lord just wants to lift from our eyes the parts that are not going to be aligned with him. And then once that's been accomplished, he moves on. So that is our prayer today for the prodigals in our family. For me specifically, I'm praying for my students. And what do these people do? They do not stay at home. They run right back the seven miles to Jerusalem to tell the 11 that are together. The Lord has been risen and they themselves are telling back that the Lord has been appearing to them. Friends, as we go to the throne boldly, we ask the Lord to give us the grace to praise the way that Peter and John and the disciples on Emmaus and Mary Magdalene and the other Marys praised. It was their worship and their praise that made others come to recognize Jesus. May all of those that we're praying for have a special visitation from heaven that they may recognize Jesus as their Lord. And we ask this 
In the name of our friend Jesus, amen. Hello, this is Sofia Fonseca de Niño, and I welcome you to this inner room. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under the inner room, Emotions in the Bible. And we would love to hear your questions, your ideas, or your comments. Thank you for joining us today.